Hello and welcome back to the A3 Footy Podcast. It is the final AFLW season preview before the season starts. We've made it just, just in the nick of time. The season is so, so close now. My name is Alex Catalano. Join me once again, as always, to discuss all things Saints, Eagles and Dogs. Alex Miller. Very, very keen cat to get stuck into these three juicy teams. Doc's got a lot to say about the Dogs, but we'll get, we'll get stuck into the West Coast and Saints side as well today. So very, very keen. Alex Doherty, we're going to not make this episode run for an hour and a half, which I know you'll be very capable of doing with the doggies at the bottom of the order here. You're selling yourself a bit short here, Kat. You know, I know you. I know you're. A, I know you're a big Saints fan as well. So I reckon you, you'll have. A, you'd have a lot to say about all thirty players that are on the on the Saints list. Well, I can't. I cannot talk about all of my daughters uh, in this one episode. There's too many to too many to count. But uh, we will touch on the Saints first and foremost. Where Abbott Oval on Friday night is going to be an absolutely mm. fantastic experience. I think I'm surprised it hasn't sold out already. By the time this episode goes up, it probably will have. But uh, the Saints had a pretty, uh, probably an exceeding expectations sort of season in their first year in the AFLW. Two wins and four losses, ninth overall, and finishing fifth in Conference B. What did you make of the season for the Saints, Doc? Um, oh look, I thought that was, I thought it was very encouraging from the Saints uh, last year. Obviously, ex- expectations were um were quite minimal given the fact that yeah, first year in the league, brought in brought in players that that can play that that have played it at the top level before, but they have but they've also brought in a lot of inexperienced players. So there was a bit of uh, I I thought that they probably wouldn't have gotten through the year without a without a win. But they were, I think, from pretty much from quarter time against the Dogs, they were quite competitive in pretty much all mm. their games. They won, won, won two ga- won two games, and and I think that's it set a bit set a big uh, set a big precedence for um this year, Miller. Yeah, I think um, like you said, they probably they would be happy with how last season went, Cat, like you mentioned, mm. and I think um, well, I just I really am excited to see how much Moravan can be a fortress this year. Mm. I've talked about things, especially the Gabba in the men's comp, but I think if Moravan can be a, a stomping ground for the Saints, which it definitely can be, yeah. uh, they're in a good spot come the end of the season. I don't think I've seen many a bigger home crowd, home crowd advantage than the Saints get at Moravan. No. They turn out in droves down there and they go absolutely mental for this mm. side. They bloody love it. But yeah, like we said, I think there were a few experienced players that came to this team. You know, you look at the likes of Rosie Dillon, Tilly Lucas-Rod, uh, Jade Van Dyke in this year, um, Nat Exxon. But it was those young players that stood up. Uh, we can talk about Georgia Petruchios until the cows come home. And I will talk about her until the cows come home. But she had an absolutely amazing... Uh, no, n- n- <laughs> you, will not, you will not speak much of Georgia Petruchios in this episode, Kat. <laughs> <laughs> but Nikki Zenos as well. Uh, and uh, Riser, Liv Vesley, all fantastic seasons. Uh, we, we, may, we may talk about Nikki Zenos. I've got to say, though, Caitlin Greiser is, Greisler is my favourite player in the AFLW. I love it. The G train. Everybody loves the G train yeah, because what she you, you you you've 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 shafted Emily Bates off, have you? No, <laughs> oh, just because because oh. Right, oh, she's just a gun. She's a bloody gun. This young lady, and she's going to be. She is one of the best key forwards in the comp at her age. Easy. So mm. I think I really love her cat, and I think that she 
is going to have a huge year this year in particular. You wouldn't expect the way that she moves for such a big unit that she is. She's such a strong, powerful player. But God, once she gets running, it's like you can't match that uh, acceleration that she has. And it's amazing to think she's only 21 too, Caitlin yeah. Barza. Like, first year in the comp, kicked 10 goals in six games, won the, won the league's goal kicking. That's that's amazing. amazing. That's amazing. And I think as the season progressed, you, you look you look at the game against Melbourne when, when they absolutely shocked them. Mm. She, she, she stood up. And I think from that game, I think she honestly, she just grew in confidence by the week. And it's one of those mm. things where, like, yeah, you've you, 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 You've summed up brilliantly. She's she's got good strength and she and her speed for somebody her size. She's not she's not a skinny unit. She's she's quite an, a physically imposing unit. Caitlin Griser, the fact that she can move really really well, I think that's very bloody scary for for any any opposition defender um, com, uh, co- coming her way. Yep. And if, if Saints play the Dogs round one, I'm. I'm itching to see who we can get to match up on her because I don't know if we've got, I don't know if we've got a match up for her. That is a great question. Who do you put on a on a player who has all those sort of characteristics? Where you put you put maybe a taller, slower defender on her, and they're going to get burned. Mm. But then you put someone a bit smaller, and they're just not going to have the strength to match her. Yeah, uh, I, I don't, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens uh, come round one. The, uh, I think you're, you're probably feeling lucky that you're not Berkey at this moment, Doc. Yeah, look, um, look. Sometimes it's good to be Nathan Burke, but uh, in, on this instance, I, I, I'd rather not. I'd rather, <laughs> I'd rather be Alex Doherty sitting in the bedroom watching, <laughs> watching women's football and writing about it. That's that's, <laughs> that's just how I roll. <laughs> I think what I'm really excited to see is uh, the return of one of football's power couples, Nadia von Batouche and uh, Kate McCarthy, both recovering from injuries after last year. Uh, she had the, the ACL, Nadia, but she's back Ooh, to full training yes. uh, ahead of the season, took part in the practice game. And I do wonder, Doc, do you see her coming right back in round one? Who are Nadia? Yeah, Nadia. Yeah, um, well, she was in that round one team last year against mm. the Dogs and... And and yeah, I, I look. I think I think there is a spot in this team for her. Uh, not sh- not exactly sure where her best football is. Haven't seen a lot of her, particularly in in the um. She was playing at Sandville before mm, North beforehand. Yeah. Beforehand, so uh, look very interesting case. I really like the look of her. I think she's even even in this first, even in that first game against the Dogs. I thought yeah. she was very very tough. Very like, what, the way she went about it. I think there is a spot for for in this team. I, I, I'm just I'm just not sure where. I think she can play. I think she can play a couple of roles around the ground. Yeah, well, she's got she's quite a good size at 176 um, as well. So she can, I guess, you could really slot her yeah, anywhere. She is listed as a utility, so I think she's wherever wherever Peter Silver wants hmm. to play her at this point. Great player to have you at your disposal. Correct. Very good player to have at your disposal. Um, I, would, I would like to see... Um, sorry, Miller, before you go on. I would love to see Kate McCarthy play a little bit more forward this year. I, was, yeah, I think, I think plans are in place for her to be... I believe she's been training with the forwards uh, across the preseason, so safe to say she'll be... She'll be buzzing around, being a pest in that forward line. <laughs> I, 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 I think it's where her best footy is. If you yeah. look, if you look back at her days at Brisbane, particularly in that first year, she was just such a she was so electric around the mm. forward line. And whether or not she plays that sort of half forward, you know, push up and then push back and burn burn them on on the way back sort of mm. role, 
or player closer towards Caitlin Greiser. I think she she needs to be around because you look at where the goals came from at St Kilda last year. You had Caitlin Greiser was the, the standout, and then it was a bit of a bit of a mixed bag. You had a few players that have kicked they kicked two goals, two goals for, and one of them was Kate Shearlaw, mm. who, who's their who's their other key you'd, you'd assume. Yeah, so probably they, need a bit more of a spread across yeah. the hundred uh, yeah. percent across the goal kickers. Yeah, they need, they need a little bit more. Of a, they need a little bit more of a spread. And they need the sort of other avenues to goal, in mm. that, more consistent avenues to goal. If that makes sense. Yeah, there's mm. one player that I know the Saints have drafted that knows how to find the goals. It is Tiana Smith. Ah, uh, yes. I I know she'll be playing higher up the ground in the midfield, but looking at some of her nab league highlights, she can stream forward and find the goals. She's got a beautiful kick too. Tiana can kick them from well out on the fifty meter up, which is beautiful to see. She's electric, Tiana Smith. If you watch her highlights, um, playing for Dandy, it's um, it's she, she's a player that can almost I'd almost say impact right away the same way uh, Patricios did last year. Yeah, I, I I generally think around the stoppages she's very very good, very smart, and yeah, as you said, her, her kicking skills are are very very yeah. elite already. She is so, smart, Doc. Um, saw a bit of a highlight from uh, the practice game and Tiana the ball was kicked just off the half back line uh, I believe and she she found the found the footy at ground level got around about three players and got the effective disposal off along the wings so she's got the IQ she's got the strength she's got the smarts I don't know what what Tiana can't do and I'm so excited to see her play round one if she is in I I think she'll be in round one mate I'm locking it in right now absolutely it's uh uh, also I want you're mentioning um Nadia von Petrus and Kate McCarthy coming back from ACLs. Cat, another mm. one, another one that I'm really, really high on is Tani White yes. coming back. Yes, coming back. Right. And, cool. Um, I was I was doing a little bit of research last night for an article. Um, I won't disclose what it is. But <laughs> top secret information from the doc here. Top, if you want to find out, you're going to have to find out in the Muggle Punt the next day or two. Um, <laughs> but Tani White. I think back to the game against Adelaide where she had 18 disposals and 10 marks in, in the half back line. Mm. And, and for someone, she's, she's another player that's uh, 21. So she's still very, very young, but she's got a lot of talent. Yeah. She, she ruptured her ACL in the game against Freo, I think it was. And very, very disappointing because I think she was starting to really come along as, as, as a nice rebounding halfback sort of intercept kind of player. And, I think she, she she played in the practice game a couple of weeks ago, and I thought and I think she got through it pretty well. So I think she's another one that's going to be on the lookout for round one. Mm. Yep, Miller, we've talked a lot about how we see the Saints going to be improving uh, this year. What yep. where do you think that improvement is going to come from the most? Looking at the squad, uh, I feel like we sort of briefly alluded to it before. Cat is more cohesion forward wise. Mm. Um, because I feel like the defence proved a lot last year, not just internally, but to the whole league. And the midfield crop is still, you know, a lot of young players in there, but still is lifting. I think the forward line, yeah, because I feel like if you can keep, if you look last year, if you could keep Caitlin quiet, mm. uh, the Saints were going to find it hard to score, Cat. So I think yeah. um, finding more avenues to go, which they can, there are some really good forwards down there that can lift this year. So I'd say if the Saints are to take the next step and possibly push for finals, which would be a tough ask, but if they are, um, they just, yeah, need more 
um, more threats going forward would be the biggest thing. And maybe they, cer- they mid- certainly didn't struggle actually yeah. getting the ball into the forward line. Oh. You know, that midfield group was uh, really solid at uh, extracting the ball out of the centre and getting it there as quickly as possible. Do but... you think the mids as well, Cat, maybe need to try and impact the scoreboard a little bit? Or yeah, do you, I think would you... so. Yeah. I think, like we said, obviously Tiana we know is going to be uh, capable of running forward, but you know she's a first-year player. You can't expect her to be doing... Uh, everything in that regard. I can see a few of these players. Nikki Zenos is one that I think has the capability to run forward and hit the scoreboard too. Um, Molly McDonald, if she moves up to a wing, might get the sneaky goal here and there. I do love her, Molly. I think she's very, very underrated on the outside. And I'd like to see her really take the game on this year. And I think she's capable of doing that. I'm a big I'm a big fan too of uh, Molly McDonald. Uh, I, think, I think put her on a wing, I think she's very, very capable I think um, she's one of the greatest uh, aerobic athletes in the AFLW. She has the tank to run for days. Oh, that's something that's something you love to hear, don't you? <laughs> um, what, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts about Hannah Price, Cat? Uh, obviously, they released the um, the leadership group this year, and she's mm. joined the trio of uh, Ree Watt, um, Kate Sheilor, and uh, who who's the other one? I've gone blank now. Um, oh. Who are we missing in the uh, Cat Phillips? As Cat, well. Cat, yeah, Cat Phillips. That's it. Yeah. Sorry, sorry about that. But yeah, join those three as as um, co captains mm. this year. What 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 do you what do you make of her being a in in that sort of leadership quartet, and then her ability abilities as a footballer? Yeah. Well, look, she is um, one of the more experienced players. Uh, Precy, she's twenty eight now, and I think. I just think looking at the group, they've really aimed to have leaders across every line, I think, um, which is really important for a team that still has a lot of young players in every position. So, you know, you've got Sheila up forward, you've got Rewatt down back, uh, Phillips and Priest, you'd think, would be through the midfield group now. Yeah. So really, I think anywhere the young players are looking to, they've always got, they're always going to have a voice uh, guiding them if they need it which I think is really smart from Peter Searle and the uh, the rest of the coaches for the uh, those appointments. Peter Searloin, the stake himself. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> where do we have the Saints finishing then, gentlemen? Um, oh, hey, let's have, a look, let's have a look at the fixture. For oh, the fake fixture. Well. The first <laughs> couple of fake rounds fixture. that we've got, at least. Um Obviously, Friday night at Moorabbin Oval is a huge, huge one. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, on the doggies. I'll, I'll be there, Cat. I wish you were too. Oh, I wish. Um, I've, unfortunately, I've, uh, I've, I've snubbed my mum to one too many times, so I have to, have to get home for the family dinner. Uh, get around your mum, Cat. Get around your mum. Yeah, we love it. But I will absolutely have it on the TV, no doubt. I'm going to be getting behind the girls. And then round two, obviously, with a changed fixture, we'll be playing North Melbourne at Arden Street which uh, all things permitting, I will absolutely be getting down to. Um, so it's a, it's a tough little start for the Saints. I think it, we're going to really see if they can be that improving side come round one Miller. Uh, the Doggies are obviously not uh, going to be contenders necessarily this year, but as a team that's not an easy beat, you want to be really stamping your mark against a team like them. Yeah, you really need to prove to not just the comp cat, but to themselves that they're here to, you know, be genuine. Mm. And I think they can, um, no disrespect to the dog you said, but if they really want to walk out looking like they're here to prove a point, they need to come and 
um, stamp out, big thing like that. So it's going to be a massive game, and I think uh, a lot rides on it, um, which will be very, very entertaining because whoever gets that win will start off the season with a lot of momentum. Definitely. I think for yeah, my I- positions, I'm going to say sixth for the Saints as well, just quietly. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, no, that's a big shock. Cat's backing his team in. Um, no, no, it's all right. Uh, look, I think you look. I looked at the um, the fixture here, and and I think even before the um, it got revamped, and they could have been th- they could have been three and two after five rounds. Obviously, yeah. they they, pl- they would have played Melbourne away. They hmm. got that would have played, had Gold Coast here here in Moorabbin, and then West Coast in Perth. So I think. You add all that together. I think three and two is is really manageable. Don't know whether or not they'll get them all. Uh, yeah, in- well, this is the question, isn't it? We thought uh, we would have thought that at the very least they'd be playing all the same opponents, but Collingwood are now playing the Suns instead of the Dockers. So anything anything can go really with this fixture now. Yeah, so yeah. um, it, it, it's going to be a play it as you go sort of thing, and yeah. I don't uh, look. It, it's okay. I mean, this is this this is. Tend to, t- tends to be the world we're living in now, so you know fixtures fixtures rotating around. Um, the rotisserie chicken of the fixtures. The, rot- uh, <laughs> the rotisserie chicken is back, Alex Miller, and I know you're very delighted about it. Uh, it's it's fu- it's overcooked um, for sure. <laughs> it's uh, overcooked. It's a bit chewy, the chicken, but you know we, we move on and we. Where do you have the Saints finishing, Doc? Um, oh, look, I'm not going to be as uh, high end as you, but I I, I think I'll be I'll, I'll have an eighth. It's um I think. Last year they they yeah set, set a good precedence for um where they're going to be at in the next few years. I think they'll play finals in twenty twenty two, but I think getting just a little bit more cohesion around that forward line is going to be going to be good. I, I'd love to see Tiana Smith, uh, you know, at, at least challenge Patricios as the number one mid this year. I'm really really keen to see that. We would love it. Um, and also, ultimate professional Tiana. And, and I just want to give another shout out to Nikki Zenos, big fan of her. I'd love to see her play more forward as well i think she's a great pre- i think she'd be a great pressure forward for um for the saints not that they're sort of bereft of um of tacklers down there but i think if if they if they're looking for more avenues to go i think she's a she has to play a little bit more down there for mine mm. and uh, also one of, one of your favorites from the vflw jackie vote will be very mm. interesting as well Looking forward to watching her right. play AFLW. Uh, i would say uh, i've got them six as well cat there it is. Yes, uh, there it is. That's two two final shouts for the Saints right I there. think, uh, like I said, I think Rise is going to explode and kill the competition with her skill <laughs> and speed for her size. And she's kill a the fantastic. Competition. She's a gun. And Pe- she will carry this team to that to that finals position. So yeah. Pe- Peter Searle has has cl- has every club by the uh, the rail tracks and uh <laughs> Has ordered the G train to run them over. <laughs> there it is. Fair enough. Well. All, all, all aboard, people. <laughs> uh, let us talk about the Eagles now. This yes. is another side that struggled a lot in the 2020 season, only notching up the one win, a win which Doc will never forget, unfortunately. Uh, I don't, I don't fun- want to talk. If we talk about that win one more time, Cat, I'm coming over to Moorbark, mate. <laughs> I'll have my head. When I, when, uh, I, when I pipe you down for a, for a moment. The one win and the five losses. Finished seventh last in their conference. 13 overall, just above the Tigers. They've gone for a new coach this year, just like the Tigers, which I can't help but feel like on both cases. was a bit of a... Uh, bit of a... Almost a too quick of a call. Yeah. yeah, yeah, way too quick to pull the trigger, uh, yeah. is what I'd say. Uh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure. I think he's... I think the, the word was... Uh, 
Dwyer, uh, Luke Dwyer uh, stepped down. Wasn't, oh, that's what, right. He what, got out of there. He was what, like, oh, what, screw this. I'm not sticking what, around. What, what wasn't so much a sacking, but yeah. Yeah, look, it, I don't know. You look at the Eagles year last year, and we, we sort of discussed you know, before the season started that the Eagles list wasn't actually that bad. Mm. Uh, and it, but you, but the year that the year that they had, it was just an absolute, it was, it was literally, it was, it was next to a shambles. It, mm. it was. Yeah. It, um, oh, hang on. I'll just, let me just get the result. Oh, I lost the results. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um, but, but they did get belted by um, GWS. They got belted by Melbourne. They got belted by literally everybody except us. Um, yeah. Uh, so it's uh, yeah. Look, I, I think the the biggest problem for West Coast last year was their midfield depth. For mine, I think mm. they had Dana Hooker, who was double teamed pretty much every week, and then Emma Swanson started coming into her own uh, at the middle of the season, and then that's where the depth sort of kind of fell off. I mean, M- Michaela Bowen had a solid first year. I thought as a teenager, I thought she was really really good. Uh, Mara Cameron again did some nice things. First year player played a little bit around the ground as well. So that's, that's nice to have, but there, but there was genuinely no felt like at times there was no assistance in the middle for, for the Eagles. I think bringing in uh, obviously one of your favorite stock, Ashley McCarthy over, I think will really help uh, that I midfield group. I, I definitely think so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, you boys, you boys know as good as anybody who's, who's been around me that I can't speak, you know, highly enough of Ashley mm. McCarthy. She's. A- I do. I do think just looking at this sort of depth players, I would say the Eagles probably have the leanest list in the comp at the yeah. moment. Their, I think once once you run. get past that best twenty-one, or even say their top fifteen players or so, I think it starts to look pretty lean. Miller, do you reckon they've done that, Cat? Because they're just not in a position to stack depth or is that it's an unconscious decision in terms of we're just going to invest our all our resources maybe into our best team we can put out right now yeah i don't know i think it's challenging for them being a new team in a state that already had only the one team uh with frio where we've seen a few players come over obviously um dana hooker being the highlight of those but uh Freo seem to have all the talent at the moment, Doc. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it's funny, funny about that because West Coast seemed to have pillaged about nearly half the list a couple mm. of years ago. Um, I'll look, they didn't exactly, aside from Dana Hooker, though, and I think maybe to a lesser extent, Parrish Laurie, I really like her work in the ruck. Mm. But the, the players that they picked up don't damage a lot, if that makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I mean, Courtney Guards are not, not a bad player, but I don't think she impacts the contest as much. Uh, Kelly, mm. Kelly Gibson disappeared a lot. I don't know what's happened to her. I think maybe, maybe she had an injury or two last year, but she, her, the games that she played, she just looked like she fell off a cliff. Uh, could not get anywhere near it, um, mm. and then uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't exactly know. There just doesn't seem to be players that that really stand out. Yeah, and, I think and, the addition of Taylor Bresland was a good uh, a yeah. good one. Another like another Dockers player coming over. She'll slot straight into that back line. You'd have to say. Oh, she 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 will she will. She's a good player. Taylor Breslin works so hard to um you know force contest. Against against mm. the, against the bigger forwards, often plays under uh, undersized as well. So, I think that's um that's a really good get for for the Eagles. I'd love to see where the, what ha- what happens with the with their draftees because they I thought they drafted pretty well 
on on draft night last last year. Obviously, their top pick uh, Bella Lewis will no doubt see minutes uh, this year. Whether or not she plays uh, in the middle or at half back will remain to be seen. Um, but then there's also the the other draftees as well. I think Shanae Davison was was a real live wire in the waffle last year. Mm-hmm. Think she think she'll think she'll see a bit of mit, bit of time. Yep. Um, and also one of, also a player that has piqued a bit of interest for me personally, Andrea Gilmore, mm-hmm. who came came across from uh, from the netball former netball player, and sort of played played a game or two at Claremont, then ruptured her ACL, but then kept training at the Eagles Academy before being picked up in the last year, which I think, I think I've, I've had the pleasure to speak with uh, Andrea Gilmore. And she said it was probably, probably one of the best things that could have happened to her. Cause if she, if, if you, if you put, if you'd put her in, in, in the league right away, she'd probably still look a little bit lost at sea. If you, if you, but if you have that sort of, you know, that extended break, you, you, you watch what goes on and, and what, ha- and what have you. You, you pick you pick up the IQ of the game a lot faster, and you sort of get that understanding of of what of what your role in particular of the team is. Mm. I, I, I I think she'll be a I think she'll be a fine player at, at West Coast this year. Obviously, very mature, obviously very mature age player, but I think she fills a need at that key forward spot. And we, we talk about West Coast. Another problem with West Coast was their was their forwards. Like, like it's one thing that the midfielders didn't get it a lot, um, but it's another thing that the forwards didn't exactly capitalise. And the only one that I, the only player that I thought sort of held their own as a forward was Grace Kelly. Mm. Uh, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of both the uh, the Kelly girls, Neve and Grace. Um, I think they can take another step up uh, this year. But yeah, I think I want to see. I'm not too sure on Maddie Collier staying in the forward line for the Eagles. Um, Obviously, she's a uh, another Essendon VFLW girl. Played at the Giants previously as well, um, but I like her further up the ground. Everything I've seen of her in the VFLW has been her playing uh, either along the outside or on the wing in the midfield, and I think she does better. Would you just push her up there then, Cat? If you yeah, were... I think so. But the thing is, like Doc was saying, they don't have many other no. forward options. Is the thing. And I think tough. that's why she's yeah been yeah so much. That's what I'm feeling as well. It's a tough spot for West Coast boys, uh, fixture wise as well. It's not the easiest thing going around. Yeah, um, well, naturally being a team from Perth, they do have to travel a lot. Uh, the Eagles, and <laughs> luckily for them in round one, they do get to play at home. They were initially slated to play. Oh no, sorry, they're, they're playing against the the Crows in round one at home, and then. Mm-hmm. They're going to be playing the Giants in South Australia in round two. They're going to be playing them at Nord Oval, which is a very interesting uh, prospect. Oh, apparently, new, apparently, apparently, New South Wales is a bit, still a COVID zone, cat. So, mm. um, GWS, I think they're going to I think they're relocating to South Australia. That's going to be their hub, so to speak. It's a very interesting uh, predicament for them, the Giants. But uh, it's going to be a tough year of travel for the Eagles. I think, and being on the road as such a inexperienced team is only going to hurt them even more. I yeah, think. correct. Um, until they can sort of get this side completely sorted, I think they're still going to be hovering down the bottom of the ladder. Yeah, yeah. I, I think so. Um, it's 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 tough. I think they'll be a bit better this year, but I you look at look at the fixture that was. Um, mm-hmm. They they've had a they've got a pretty decent. Yeah, it's not 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 easy. It wasn't easy. Like 
after the round two, they would have played Collingwood at home. They also play Frio. They play Carlton. <laughs> they play they play North Melbourne away, and Jeez. they've also got to play Brisbane. So they're going to be hoping they get a bit a few changes to that draw. I think the Eagles because that is bloody tough. They also, yeah. we, we, they also play the dogs in WA, which I hope they change because I don't want to play them away again. <laughs> That's a danger game, Doc. That, that, I, I still have nightmares thinking about that game. Bloody Haley, <laughs> Haley Bullis kicking a goal with her bum. Yes, Haley. You, 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 can't, you, you can't. You can't script that sort of stuff. <laughs> it's. But um, it was true. It was a pure fluke. Um, but you know. Oh look! Oh, Take what you get, I guess. I've, I've, I've always, I've always said they deserved that game because we didn't look anything like a winning team mm. that that night. That, it was it probably, it was probably one of the most frustrating games of footy I've ever had to watch. I do love Doc how you said uh, not to bring up that game ever again, but you in fact were the one that brought it up this time. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm allowed to bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, okay. I'm, st- I'm, st- I've still got, I've still got traumatic experiences. <laughs> Where do you have the Eagles finishing this year, Doc? Uh, I've got them last. Um, it's um, look, it's very tough. I think if they can fix up their midfield issues, if they can chop and change a few few positions, I think they can they can be a little bit more competitive this year. But how they address the forward line is going to be mm. something that I'm going to be very interested in, in looking at. I'd love to see Ashley Atkins play a little bit more. I think um, yeah. not exactly sure where she was at last year, but I think she was sort of thereabouts as a player. Um, and also, I think Kelly Gibson, I've, I've said it already, but I think Kelly Gibson needs, needs to be pushed in, into the middle for mine. I think, yeah, it sort, of, it sort of does rob Peter to pay Paul, but you look at where West Coast are at, I think they need they just need help uh, getting a bit of pressure off Dana Hook because Dana Hook is mm. the top 15 midfielder of the comp. And yeah, the fact that you can just look at the game against Freo, they double teamed and triple teamed her around every contest, mm. every stoppage. It's it's uh, you can't you can't have that going forward. That, that's your best midfielder, and she's been just absolutely swarmed. Yeah, she needs more players. help. She does. <laughs> well, I think that's what happens when there's sort of one star in there that yeah gets all the attention. Yeah, but so I, I've got the Eagles finishing last. That I don't think they're gonna. They're going to make much noise this year. Noah. Yeah, I've got the 13th, uh, just above my team, which doesn't tell you much. But, um, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a tough, tough season, like we said, especially really thinking about the depth situation is what worries me the most. A couple of injuries, and it may be all over before it even starts for West Coast. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a rough season for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have them 14th as well. I just can't see them winning any more than – one or two games for the whole year, really. The Eagles. It's going to be a very, very tough challenge. If, if, if they don't, don't play, if they don't play us, I'll be lucky to win a game. Yeah, well, if, well, unless they come against, come up against the Tigers at home or something. I, I, I've got a, I've got a bit more faith in Richmond this time around. I think mm. they. I don't know. I don't know what it is about Miller, but I, I, he sells this mob really, really short. Even though they are garbage, I know that. I, I will definitely be expecting more out of the Tigers and out of the Eagles uh, this season. Uh, yes, that's very cool. Um, so, yes. last, Come on. but certainly not least, Doc's been waiting for this for the past three weeks. We're talking about the doggies. It's your time now, mate. Um, they had a pretty 
probably about an expected season in 2020, I would say. Obviously, a very young, new-look team now, the Doggies, finishing sixth in Conference B, 12 overall, with just the one win and five losses. But, Doc, you have to be incredibly optimistic about the level of talent that you've gotten through these last two drafts now on this list. He's a heavy boy. He's very Yeah, solid. it's sort of like a, a light of light at the end of the at the light of the end of the tunnel um, with the, with the dogs. Obviously, yeah, we've we've been pretty ravaged with expansion, and uh, yeah, it sort of hurts me because I think if we had kept all of our players together, mm. the Emma Carnies, the Jenna Brutons, Astro Connor, we we could genuinely be up there as an as I, I don't want to say dynasty team, but we'd probably still be a very competitive team in terms of being top four, top top five but look it is what it is um the, the best thing is yeah we've got we've got lots of young talent coming through the ranks already and i'm very interested i'm very excited to see jeff fitzgerald i'm i'm not gonna lie if if the reports about her game in the uh mm. the rich in the practice game is richmond are true then she's going to have a very big year and i'm and i just cannot be any more excited about that yeah. Um, I don't don't want to put too much expectation on it, but I th- I think she'll. It's, it's probably the biggest issue at the moment is just that midfield depth for us because, mm. yeah, we've got Ellie Blackburn who's a star top top of the line midfielder, and then you've got Kirsty Lamb who's good but not there yet as in terms of like, I think she's. Uh, look, it might sound a bit rude, but B plus is a B plus player is oh, probably. Geez. I mean, look, not everyone's a star in the... No. Uh, <laughs> you can't have every player being a... I'm certainly not. <laughs> I'm, uh, look, if, if it's any consolation, I'm lucky to be E. I'm lucky to be an E-grade player. He's um, on the alphabet. That's how he's, that's how he's going. <laughs> but, um, look, Gabby Newton was good last year. I thought she, she'll have a really big year this year. And having players like Jess Fitzgerald, who I think can play right away... Uh, Brittany Goodnick mm. did some good things last year. I, I, I'm really excited to see her take another step in her development. And then just looking at the other players, we need Brooke Lachlan fit. Uh, mm. She's probably been one of the biggest, most underrated, I think, talking points is the fact that she doesn't, she hasn't played, she probably played maybe, what, three, four games over the last two years in, in the AFLW. And she's just, she's just so important for us because she just runs. She She's a great yeah. link-up player very dangerous if you if you keep it down deep in the forward line mm. she, had, she, she's very important for us they had plenty of debuts last year miller obviously gabby newton nell morris dalton coming in yeah. Gemma lagoya but looking at these draftees they picked up this year you'd have to think all of them get a run at some point fitzgerald hartwig and uh izzy pritchard all played in the practice game as well mm. as izzy grant uh, getting a run as well. So I'd like to see all four of them get into this team at some point. Yeah, definitely. I think Pritchard in particular is a bit of a sleeper, just in general, in terms of what she's going to be able to bring straight away, possibly. Um, but yeah, I really think that what they, something I've heard cat, what they've drafted is talent. And they're all very, 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 very good players. And they will definitely, there's no question in my mind that they're going to definitely add something to the dogs. Uh, lineup at some point during the season, maybe for one, two games, maybe for six months, whatever it is. Um, sorry, six months, six games. Um, so I think that, yeah, I feel like the dogs lineup on paper is very raw and young, but there's some real talent that's going to emerge over the next couple of years. 
I want to get some opinions on. I want to get a. It's a. It's a. It's a two option question. It's a quickies. A quickies style question. Here we go. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Easy Huntington boys. I'll, I'll throw it to you first, Doc. Forward or back this year? Back. Back. Miller? I was going to say the opposite of what Doc said, but I would agree back, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say she's an Australian defender. She is in the back line. Put her in. Uh, I think she proved last year that she's very, very smart as, as a, and, and very, very effective as a, as a, as a defender. Obviously, she... She did some really. She's done some really good things as a forward, but she's also been injured a lot as a forward. Um, and and they're not. And they weren't very small injuries. They're very. They're mm. season-ending, almost career-altering knee injuries, broken leg. Um, Do you think she'd so, always be a bit unwilling to, I guess, fly for contests in the forward line, Doc? Because you've done that many injuries, you're going to have yeah. it in the back of your mind every time you go up for a contest. That there's always the possibility there of. You know, flaring flaring something up again. Yeah, I mean, I think back to the game against Brisbane. It's sort of it's sort of a sticking point to me because she she was she had a purple she, that purple patch in the the ten minutes in the second quarter where she mm. absolutely dominated a, a Brisbane defense that that, ha, that can't be slept on. Yeah. It and then and then the the next time it gets she kicked two goals in about five minutes and then the next time it goes inside fifty she does a knee. Yeah. But uh, mm. from an innocuous twit from an innocuous turn. Yeah, that, that's that's something that that's something that I that I worry about a lot, and, and mm. for, for for Izzy especially. Yeah. Um, and I think last year sort of proved like you, you give her um yeah, she 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 she's a great she's a great third woman up sort of intercept player, yeah. and and yeah, I I, I guess you you got to try and make room for both Hartwig and Pritchard as well because they're mm. both they were both drafted as defenders as well. And and maybe and maybe what a three pronged key forward attack would wouldn't be the worst idea in the world. Well, I think I think they might be considering it because just looking at the goal scorers from last year, the only players scoring more than three goals were Bonnie Tugood and Kirsty McLeod, four and five goals, uh, respectively. Mm. So you'd have to think Miller that maybe if they if they're looking to increase that scoring uh, potential, Huntington might have to be the one that gets down there. You could, also yeah. play, you could also play Nell a bit more. Oh, yeah, play Nell. <laughs> play um, Nell. For God's sake, Berkey, play Nell more. Than, oh, if, if she's not in round one this year, I'm coming for you, Berkey. I think that, um, yeah, it's a tough, tough call. I feel like Huntington adds more team-wise probably forward, but she plays better as an individual damn back, if that makes sense, which mm. sounds weird. But um, there's no doubt she's an incredible... She doesn't add less, I guess, as a as a... A defender is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. She, but she adds more, like you said, cat to that forward structure. If she's down there being a threat, a target, because that's what she is. And she's a very dangerous player. Um, you could um, play her, you know, one game down one end, then one game down the other. But then again, there's no continuity and consistency, which would not be great for any yeah. player. Yeah. Uh, well, who knows? It was we sort of we saw it a few times last year where the dogs had been in games. I think back to the one against Carlton. Uh, specifically, where the, the, they were sort of still in it, like, they were probably a couple of goals down, and Berkey did try, did swing Izzy Huntington forward, and yeah, I mean, it's it's good that you do that. It's trying to change things up, mm. but yeah, it's, it sort of it sort of does rob you a little bit because um, Huntington did it. I think that that game in particular, she did a very good job in 
holding off the Carlton forwards a fair yeah. bit, making sure it wasn't a, a blowout. So, uh, look, I don't know. It's it, it's it's a t- it's a tough one. I, I honestly like the idea of just uh, Bonnie Toogood and Nell uh, playing as the keys that, down forward, but there might might be might be um, some plans to play Nell you know, further up the ground even. Um, I'm thinking about Doc. I don't know. Uh, you don't have a particularly strong ruck rotation no. uh, at the moment, but I'm thinking about whether it would be worth uh, resting Kim Rennie forward a bit more. Mm-hmm. She she has the intensity around the contest, I think, to impact in the forward line, but I have question marks over her contested marking and that kind of uh, one-on-one work. I actually think our ruck stocks aren't too bad. I mean, I talk about Celine Moody a lot. I think she she was set for a really good year last year before she went down for that ankle injury round one. Mm-hmm. Sort of th- sort of threw things out of whack, and forced Kim Rennie to play more ruck than as opposed to playing maybe second ruck and a, a bit more key forward or even around the ground. Sort of similar to yeah. Tim English in the men's. Yeah, she moves well around the ground. Loves a tackle too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she does, Kim. Um, <laughs> uh, look. It's not not the worst idea in the world, especially if Celine Moody does go down again with mm. with, with another similar injury. But then, yeah, I wonder if Moody goes down, then who's your who's yeah. your other rock option at that point? It's it's a tough one. Um, look, you could probably th- you could even you could probably throw Nell in there it, just just to get mm. a bit of run in the legs. You can't even get a game, let alone yeah. bloody, <laughs> let alone throw her as a rotation. Yeah, part. throw her in a, any position. Bloody uh, Berkey, get your head out of your ass. Oh, look, look, I'm glad Be- I'm, I'm glad Berkey's not coaching instead of Bevo. He'd probably throw uh, George Stathis in the ruck <laughs> instead of. Um, watch him! Watch him do a um, watch him do a Bevo and yeah, go throw Gabby in the ruck. She is only two <laughs> centimeters shorter than Nell, so yeah, she right. might not be a bad shout to be a that- Josh Dunkley type in the ruck. That's not bad though. I don't mind that idea because you, you, you get a, you get another you get another player that can sort of run and and she it's sort of it's sort of like another midfielder if you run somebody mm. like Gabby Newton as a you know once she's what one seventy six yeah it's it, it is sort of almost like running another midfielder in that in that setup and she's very very strong already so we've never really seen an never really seen an AFLW club no. um, run that sort of setup. Well, if there's any team that would do it first, it'd be the Bulldogs uh, with their history. You know, Danny Marshall would be not a bad shout as another rock. Mm. I think she she did it a fair bit last year. How old is Danny Marshall now, Doc? Uh, She's probably well into her 20s. Yeah, she's 29 now, Danny Marshall, this year. Okay. I I thought thought she was good last year, Danny Marshall. She really attacks the contest and she's very. She she's her skill set's quite underrated, I think, for for somebody who hasn't played the game long. She brings good intensity, I think, Doc, around the contest, like you mentioned, and energy, real energy from yeah, like you said, somebody who hasn't been around the footy for a long time. She really she looks like she's been playing for another five years and she has. So yeah. I think that no, round really one that round one game against the Saints was a standout um last year, kicking the goal, four tackles as Go well. On. But I think she can oh. be a uh an intense yeah. An intense ground level player, if uh, if you let I her, think so. she's good below her feet for yep. her size. Yeah, I, I reckon so. She's she's quite she's quite agile, Danny Marshall. Mm. I, I, I like her a lot. Um, should we talk about the fixture, gentlemen? The fixture that possibly will be fake fixture, um... <laughs> fake fixture. Well, yeah, we talked about it in the uh, 
<laughs> the, the, the clash against the Saints, obviously. It's going to be a huge one, Doc. Massive. We're going to get our tips at the end of this episode for round one as well, so we're coming up for Ooh. it. So I think we should probably give them here, given we are talking about the fixture. Of course, the second game the Doggies have round two against the Blues Noble is going to be a massive clash too. Massive, massive game that one, Carl. And we always seem to play really, really good games against the Blues. So it's um yeah, I'm I'm really excited about that one. It's, it's probably it's a good yardstick for where we where we will be at this year. I think yeah. um is it's it's oh, look it's it's not a bad draw for us you know, per mm. se. I mean the ones that ones that really you know sort of uh, bother me is like we we travel interstate three times. We play Adelaide. GWS and, and West Coast, which probably will still happen, you'd imagine. And then you've got, and then there's tough games against, and then there's another tough games against North Melbourne and Melbourne. So it's, but they're in in Victoria, so they're not. It's not in yeah, Victoria. Bad. I'm also privy to change, so yeah. Don't take this. Uh, don't take this 100 percent as fact. And and, um, and yeah. I think, yeah, yeah, I think the games against Rich, and we've got. I hope the game against Richmond round four still goes ahead. I think that I think that's a you know, a it's a really winnable opportunity for us, but b it's it's uh it's a, it's a, it's a good it's a good opportunity to see where the Tigers are at as well. Um, I think if you can if you can show that you're that extra level above the sort of bottom level of the comp, I think it'll get some confidence into the kids too to know that the team is going in the right direction. Yeah, I, I think so too. Um, and also the game against Geelong, last game of the year, round nine. Mm. It's going to be. I think. I think that's a game we we can win. Obviously, the cats still you know working on building that that team. It. I think. I think they're. I think they're still a, a pretty. And given the fact that it's, it'll be round nine as well, I think they'll be more vulnerable than they they are at the start yeah, of the year. Probably. Yeah, yeah. Let's give a position for the dogs first before we do our tips. I'll start with you, Miller. I've got the dogs finishing eleventh according to my ladder on the piece of paper. Um, they yeah, they've got they'll they'll do well around what's lurking about them, but it's going to be a tough tough battle against some of the higher end teams. But I do think the dogs will not get blown out all but one game. They'll be competitive in every game except for one. Uh, I'm going to put will be them against Fremantle. Against Fremantle. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm going to put them tenth. The doggies. I think it'll be an improvement on last year. I think it'll be harder to get higher up the ladder though this year. More teams will be around mm. that middle mark with more wins. So I'm going to say the Dogs in 10th with maybe about four wins or so for the year. Yep. Dogs, dogs. finish Dogs finish 12th. They'll tank for Georgia Prisbarkas. Um, <laughs> uh, no, no. I, 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 also, I, I will say they finish 12th. Um, yeah, I'll look, I think it's going to be another tough year for the kids in particular, considering what we've got in terms of the fixture, if it, if it's still, if it's still like, yeah, 80% mm. true. Um, it's yeah. Very, very tough. I think it's still very, it's, it's still a young, it's exciting. And I mm. think the game against uh, the game against Frio last year, sort of, sort of set the, set the, set the tone of what we want, what the, what the dogs want to do this year. And, yep. and yeah, they love taking the game on. I think us, Somebody, uh, I can't remember, uh, Ashley McCarthy, I, I spoke to Ashley McCarthy as part of a uni assignment last year. She spoke about the differences between what Paul Groves did uh, in her first year, which was a bit more structured, mm. and what Berkey did um, last year, which is a bit more free-flowing, do, do, what, you, do what you want to do. Yeah. Um, 
I think the dogs that game against Freo sort of, you know, got the message if that makes sense. Yeah, it's um, you know, the the, the previous two games before that, uh, Collingwood they were dreadful. Uh, West West Coast they were um, yeah, they just sort of undenied a lot with the footy, and I mm. think I think now I think a lot they they've got most of the list together, which is which is great. Um, they can if they can keep healthy, they can compete. They can compete really, really well, but I don't think they can win that many games. I think two, if they can win, if they can win more than one game, I'd be happy. All right, let's uh, let's give our tips for round one, boys. It is right I've, around the corner. I've got the we fixtures here, Cat. Do you have you got it? Yeah, I've got the I've got the lovely, got it up. lovely. Um, so we don't have the teams yet. So these are privy to change, of course. We might uh, go back on these, but let's run through them now as we go round one. Thursday night is a huge clash. I will be there. Carlton versus... I'll be there. At Icon Park. I'm going to go mine first and say the Blues. Go back to me. I'm still deciding. Well, firstly, I will say, at least it's a normal time, quarter past. uh, And I'm also (laughs) going to say the Blues. All right. Doc, you haven't had much time to think, but you've got to choose one. (laughs) I'm I'm leaning more towards Collingwood here. Ooh. They, they they beat them last year. Um, I think I think they they're in a really strong position. If they at can Icon wrap, Park, and I, well, I think they beat them at Icon Park last oh, year too, didn't they? Yeah. All right, all right. I, I, and I th- I think if they can if if they can rattle off Taylor Harris again like they did last year, I think the Blues are in a bit of trouble. I hope I hope uh, I hope Stacey Livingston's been in her. Uh, in her DMs all week, just sending her a couple of messages here and there, just to remind <laughs> her that she's coming up against it on Thursday night. I'll be watching. I'll be watching you, Taylor. Don't forget um, about me, Taylor. This is a big game as well. Friday, Friday night, night. Kilda and the Dogs at Moravian Oval. I'm going the Saners. Come on, the mighty Saners. Yeah, I'm also going to back the Saints. Up the Saints. Doc. I, 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 I want to tip the Saints and spare my disappointment. But um, I can't back against the dogs round one. I think, oh, there it is. I, I, I think that I think they'll be. I think they've been working really hard off season, and um, I think I think they they could they, I think they could surprise a team or two. All right, this we're going to the game as well here, Cat. Yeah, Suns oh. and the D's Saturday mm. Metricon. I think the Suns are setting up themselves up very well here, and I'm going to say the Suns. I'm going to say piss off to the 10 past three time and then I'd say three <laughs> o'clock and I'd say the Suns is what I'm going to say. Metricon. Mr. Doc. Oh, I'm going to pick the Suns just. There it is. I, I, think, I, think, I think the Ds will actually compete very, very well against Gold Coast, but mm. the Suns at home is pretty difficult. Yep. The Saturday evening game over in Perth, West Coast versus Adelaide. Uh, I think just based off what uh, <laughs> we were saying about the Eagles before, I'm going to stick with the Crows for this one. Yeah, I'm going the Crom, Crom Industries. Go Crom, <laughs> go Crom. I'm going to say, I'm going to say this. Aaron Phillips kicks four goals. Uh, West Coast only kick one. Oh, <laughs> so Aaron Phillips, Aaron Phillips defeats West Coast, West Coast. by himself. You've heard it here first today, three guys. Cheers. <laughs> Well, cool. Sunday Arvo, lovely twelve ten time slot. Geelong. This, <laughs> this, this this has got to be one of the worst time slots I've ever seen, Miller. Geelong and North Melbourne think, oh, at Cadinia Park. I'm going to say the Roos will win this one. Yeah, up the north. Go on, Northy. Jesse Gardner having 25 touches. Ooh. Oh, here we go. Um, yeah, look, North North will be too good over there. North it is. 
uh, and Brisbane at Punt Road Oval. This could be a genuine, a genuine uh, test for the uh, the Tigers here. We're going to know what's happening for their season. I think after this game, know whether they're <laughs> a bottom of the table uh, uh, feeder or uh. if they can actually put up some upsets. But with all that said, I don't think I'm going to tip them. I'm going to go with the Lions. Uh, the only thing they'd upset is maybe the guy doing the inter- interchange gate because we're going to get pumped here, uh, Brisbane comfortably. Doc? Yeah, definitely Brisbane. Brisbane too strong. <laughs> definitely Brisbane too strong. <laughs> and to take us home on a Sunday twilight, Frio and the Giants at Fremantle Oval. Frio are going to be too good. Close, grand finals for me, and they're going to get it done round one. Yeah, I think the, uh, the Dockers will get a nice win over the Giants. But the Giants, it'll be very interesting, uh, boys, to see how much fire and passion they play with round mm-hmm. one. Very excited for that. Yeah, I'm very excited for that too, Miller. It's, it'll be very interesting. I think Giants will, I think, serve it up to Frio for, for a little bit, but I think, yep. they'll, I think the Dockers will power through. Yep. All right. Lovely. So that is all the same, all the same tips for the last five games of the round, but Doc is going the the dogs and the pies and me and Miller are going the saints and the blues. So it's going to be interesting. It's going to, we're going to be two tips apart at least by, or it could be just yeah. one by the end of the round. So it's going to be very, interesting. Be very, very interesting. Um, we're yeah. setting ourselves up early here. Yeah, well, it's gonna. It, I'm, I'm excited, boys. I, I just cannot wait. But, but <laughs> by the time so close. But by, by the time this episode comes out, it'll probably be less than 24 hours. Yep, unbelievable. Till, till the season starts, and I just cannot wait. Unbelievable. Well, thank you so much for joining us through all of these AFLW season previews. I can't believe we made it through all the teams in time, just in the nick of time as well. Proud of us for knuckling down on this one, boys, and <laughs> getting them all out. Thanks, Papa. We've done a good so- job, uh, Kat, keeping us in line with the two, <laughs> two dickheads. Uh, so you've done a good job. Um, yeah. Make sure you keep up with us on all our socials for the AFLW season at A340 on Twitter, A340 Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And, of course, there's the email to A340 at gmail.com. Send us through your tips as well for round one. We'd mm. love to hear uh, who you're backing. If you've got any different ones from us, we'd love to know why. Always happy to hear. And. And maybe message us or yeah, email us who your favourite player is and who you're excited to see in the AFLW season. Mm. Who's, your, who's your favourite player and why is it Jets Fitzgerald? <laughs> <laughs> They're not all doggy supporters, Doc, as much as you might no. like to believe. It's a lie. <laughs> it's a lie. Everybody loves it. Everybody loves us. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us. Make sure you listen to our other season previews before this season starts. We've got all the clubs. If you just want to listen to your club of choice, It's right there in every single episode. So make sure you have a listen. With all that said, I've been Alex Catalano. I've been Alex Miller. And I've been Alex Doherty. We're so excited for the footy to be back. Oh, yes. Calm the doggies. I guess go the tigers. Come on. (laughs)